You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, episode 53. You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, where we believe business can be simple and you can use your intuition to run towards your goal. Self-made business and success coach, Lindsay Maloney, helps you start and scale your dream coaching business. With her step-by-step intuitive and creative guidance, you'll leave ready to put her tips into action push your business forward, and work with your dream clients. Lindsay is here to help you get unstuck and structure your brilliance into a coaching business that's sustainable and financially exhilarating. Here's your host, Lindsay Maloney. Today I'm chatting with my new friend, Lindsay, and we're chatting all about overwhelm, struggling in your coaching business, and how to get out of it. If you are feeling this way or you want to kind of learn the signs of this, um, definitely listen because Lindsay has some amazing tips for you on how to feel like yourself so you can be more inspired to work your business in the way that you started it. This is so important to listen to because we all created a business from the mindset of we were inspired, we know this is going to be something amazing, and a lot of times, and it's totally okay to fall into the place where you're not feeling so inspired to sit in front of your computer and something's off. And Lindsay has some amazing tips for us. And I think that this is very important for us to have in our library as we go through the stages in our business. Um, This is definitely an episode you can refer back to again and again. Make sure you go show Lindsay some love. And I love this episode and I know you will too. Lindsay, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I am not talking to myself. I'm talking to our guest, Lindsay Brownson, and I'm so excited to have you on here. Um, Why don't you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do and who you serve? Awesome. Lindsay, hello. (laughs) I think this is definitely a first for me in a podcast world to have another Lindsay. Uh, Is that, do you find that to be... (laughs) Yeah, I don't have a lot of Lindsay's in my world. So yay for another one. Awesome. I love it. Well, it's a great name. I'm all for it. I agree. And yeah, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here and chat with you. Um, so I am a business coach. I work with established entrepreneurs, purpose-driven entrepreneurs, and I help them do all of the things. <laughs> I help them basically banish burnout and stay madly in love with their business. And I love saying it that way because um, in the journey of being an entrepreneur, the lifetime of you know starting a business and really growing it from this like beautiful idea into something that other people see and get value from into the like ultimate realization of this vision that we have, there's a lot that happens, right? And it's really easy to kind of get into the the groove of things and to start to fall out of love with your business. So I really like looking at this as a like a life partnership mm-hmm. <laughs> with the work that we do. And so I work with entrepreneurs to help keep that fuel, keep the momentum, stay connected to their purpose and really make sure that we are not burning ourselves out. I love the topic of burnout because it's you that that word is used a lot or struggle or overwhelmed um, because sometimes we can feel like we created a monster and we just can't see the light. So I love that there's people out there like you that can help other entrepreneurs and coaches see the light and realize like you created this. Now let's talk about how we can, like you say, fall madly in love with your business again. Um, what does that what does that entail when people are feeling the, the burnout. What is some signs of that? 
Yeah. Oh, I love it. You said created a monster. I think I've heard that from so many people. <laughs> They're like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the way that, like you said, burnout really is a, a, a word that we use a lot, a buzzword. Um, and the way that I see it is it is sort of this ongoing feeling that we experience of overwhelm, anxiety, confusion, and disenchantment is ultimately the like the core problem, I think, that comes along with facing burnout and really not addressing it. So um, a lot of what I see, and there's kind of, there's different levels. So there's sort of what I like to call managed burnout, where we are starting to feel kind of bored with what we're doing. Um, not super passionate or excited about things. We tend to find ourselves getting more easily frustrated by the day-to-day stuff um, and a lack of motivation. Like we'll have this idea or this inspiration and then kind of immediately jump to, oh, that seems hard or I'm not sure that I can do it and kind of back off and, and start to really play small. Um, all the way up to like intense burnout, which is total paralysis, the point where people are like, I don't think I want to do this anymore, Um, which obviously we're all trying to avoid getting to that place because that's a little bit harder to come back from. Um, But yeah, so often what I see um, is people who are kind of spinning in confusion or having difficulty making decisions for their business, um, dreading going to work. Obviously, that's a big sign of burnout. Um, Obsessive overworking with little sense of accomplishment. I see this all the time and it feels Mm -hmm. terrible, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Comparison and jealousy, seeing other people doing things and like really getting into that state where you're like, ah, I know I can do that and I I could totally do it better, but not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That happens. Um, Forgetting your worth and your value. That's a big one. Um, and starting to fall behind on the regular tasks in your business. That's a less sexy one, but <laughs> that's mm-hmm. also another sign that you're kind of working in the burnout realm. Mm-hmm. Those are all like, people are probably like, check, 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 if they're feeling even one of them because they all, they all kind of encompass each other. So tell me, have you ever felt burned out in your business? Never. Same. I'm totally kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. See, I have, I've burned out hard, um, three times in my career and I've managed, I've had the managed burnout many times, like sort of in cycles throughout my career. And so one of that's really a big driving factor for me is because I've faced that hard burnout. I, I think one of the, um, like the obvious problems, that we have with burnout is that it sucks the life out of your business, right? It's really difficult to keep momentum, to grow the business. Um, a lot of times businesses, if the, if the owner is burnt out, it'll kind of backslide and that creates even more anxiety, which just perpetuates things. But really the biggest problem is that when people burn out hard, they develop this fear of playing big and going after their dreams. And to me, that is the worst thing that could ever happen to somebody who is purpose-driven and really has a mission in life. So that's the whole reason that I do this is because I really want to help people recover from that state and, and move back into a space where they're really excited and reconnected to their purpose and doing work that's meaningful to them and also to learn how to manage and to, to plan out their business and plan out their life so that they can sustainably continue to grow without burning themselves out. 
Okay, good. So playing big can mean so many different things to so many different people. So what are maybe like some basic elements of playing big if people aren't even like aware that that is even a thing, right? You know, we can play behind our computer and make all this stuff all the time and be in creative mode, but for some reason they don't feel the drive to do it anymore. They don't even realize that playing big is even an option. So what are some things, what does that look like for some people? Yeah, totally. You know, I think the the word meh comes to mind. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, one of my favorite things to say is you didn't start a business to live a meh life. And I think that's really what happens is that we sort of get into the daily existence and we might do little things that kind of um, bring us some joy and moments of inspiration and, um, but we never really have the, the follow through it. So what ultimately to me, it's like, if you are driven by purpose, you have a continuous experience through your life of like tapping into it. So it's not like you're going to wake up every single day and be like, life is amazing. Um, because I don't even think like, we're not actually even wired to feel like that all of the time, Mm -hmm. but it's this consistent, like calm sense of, I have a reason to be here. I have value to bring to the world and I'm going to do different things that help me tap into that and move myself and move my business forward. And so to me, that's ultimately what playing big is, is, is that consistent sense of like, I have a reason to be here and I'm actively working toward it versus the inactive or the distractions in our lives where we're focused maybe on specific monetary goals, um, that once we hit them, we're like, oh, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like to me, that's a, that's a sign that we're just not really playing into what truly drives us, what truly motivates us. Um, so I, playing big is about like really being clear with yourself about what you want in this moment and working towards something, expanding yourself in some way that feels really good and exciting to you. That is an amazing explanation. I love that. I love that you didn't go into like, you want to hit this number and whatever, because we can't control anything that numbers and goals. I always tell everyone, set your goals and then like literally forget them, let them go unattached for them, surrender. We have no control over clients or students at all. What we do have control over is moving forward with your purpose. And that's, that's a perfect answer. It's like, it's like we've been talking for years. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It's the name. We're automatically aligned. (laughs) It is. I agree. And the fact that you use the word aligned is another meaning that this is such a good conversation. Like sometimes people get a little too um, into like the business side and you have to have that balance. And I, I think that's why I really wanted to interview you because it seems like you have a really great balance. You talk about when you're, when you're burned out in your business, you're putting out a sort of energy that may not be serving you in the way that you want it to. And you might not even be aware of that. So let's talk about the energy you're putting out when you're burned out. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you use this term as well. But one of my favorite words for this is magnetism. Mm. And um, because to me, so the, the energy and actually I'm jumping around a little bit, but one of my favorite things that one of my coaches says is our energy is kind of like our body odor. 
And <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And so the, like, we don't even really realize what it is that we're putting out in the world most of the time, because we're just not paying attention. We're going through life. We're experiencing what, you know, the world from our perspective as a very like external influences impact our internal life. And we just don't really make that connection. But what is true, what really happens is that we attract the energy that we are putting out. And so we go around in the world and we want to be intentionally working on the energy that we have. And so there's like, there's the energy benefit from the standpoint of like, oh, I have energy. I feel good energy. I am enjoying what I'm doing. And that's really what's valuable when it comes to like managing burnout and, you know, sustainably growing your business because you want to manage your energy so that you have the capacity to do great things. But on the flip side of energy, it's what people experience from you is what makes them want to be around you. It's what makes them decide to hire you. It's what like, even, you know, you go on somebody's website and you can feel the energy behind the words and the graphics that they use and the way that they show up in social media. And um, I come from a background in branding and really, you know, my definition of branding has always been creating an experience for someone. And so a customer's experience with you is your brand. And there's a whole lot of stuff <laughs> in someone's experience that we cannot control, but it all comes from the energy that we have, the intention that we have as we're putting out our words and our visuals and the, the client experience and even down to the packaging of things mm-hmm. um, and the customer service. And just there's all of these elements It 100% comes from the energy that we have that emanates out into the world and gives people that experience. Well said. Um, I, I feel like the, the era of desperation, like I love the body odor thing. It's (laughs) really stinky. (laughs) Totally. It's such a good visual. Symptoms of like when entrepreneurs or coaches are like, you can probably spot them a mile away when you see somebody post something on Instagram or their website. What are like some things you see that kind of give you that, hmm, something doesn't smell right here? (laughs) Yeah. I think one of the ones that I definitely have been guilty of is the when you have that energy of sort of insecurity, so when you're lacking your value or you're not really fully bought in to what it is that you are, I'll call it selling, but I I don't want to put it necessarily in a negative connotation, but like you don't truly understand the value of what you're doing and what you're creating for other people. You start to, or I'll just say I, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have adopted that kind of know-it-all sense. So it's like, you know something logically and you're like, hey, this is how it is. Here's the steps. Here's what you do. And it's very matter of fact. And it comes across to people really icky. It comes across kind of condescending. It comes across like something doesn't add up. People can literally sense this. They can smell it on you coming through the internet that you don't really believe what you're saying. And therefore you're coming across like chest thumping and really like ego driven. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that resonate with you at all? It does. It absolutely does. And I think it always falls back to confidence and lack of confidence is like the road to overwhelm too. I, I see that a lot. Totally. 
we're not call- a lot of people aren't confident in their offerings, which is a, is which is a big problem. And I I see a lot of people marking down their their packages, like their programs or their coaching, and putting like this is on sale, this is on sale. And I I don't know about you, but I don't teach my students and clients to ever do that because I feel like they're like literally cutting their self worth. Um, down. Um, what do you feel about when you see entrepreneurs cutting prices all of the time, um, giving off that that vibe? Yeah, I think that is that's a sticky. <laughs> it's a sticky one. It's a really fine line because um, I totally agree. I feel like you know if you're when you're starting out. If it gives you confidence actually to start by pricing yourself a little bit lower and to incrementally like basically prove your mm-hmm. worth to yourself in your mind and in your belief system and then go out and sell it at that price. And then you're like, okay, 100% now I believe that. And then you incrementally move up. Mm-hmm. I, I do like to see people doing that because it really does boost their confidence and like mm-hmm. secure that. Like they will never believe again that they're worth any less than that. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think very frequently people hear that, oh, I'm supposed to be charging this or so-and-so is charging that, or we also have this group program and people kind of jump ahead because they see some example, some model in the world that they feel like they're, that's where they want to be. And so they just jump to doing what that person does. And then they feel like they have to kind of backtrack. And so I think that's where a lot of this comes from. Um, And I agree. I, to me, it just shows more of a lack of confidence confidence than it does of like a, a caring for their client. Like we don't really give discounts. We kind of think we do. I actually, now that I'm saying this, like we kind of think that we're taking care of our clients when we give them discounts and price breaks and, and specials. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's really true. <laughs> I agree. And um, I've been a part of some other coaching groups where people want to give their programs away for free with scholarships. And, and I hear from other um, coaches who say, yeah, I've done that. And you know, the students who didn't have any results or who didn't even complete the program, the people who got it for free, it's because there was no like skin in the game. They didn't invest in themselves. And that's a huge thing. Like there has to be an exchange of energy in order for something to actually happen. You can't just give and then not receive anything back. So it goes like, like so much deeper than that. So when I see coaches um, say like, oh, I'm slashing my one-on-one pricing by 75% off. I just think, no, no, don't do that because you're worth whatever you put out there originally. Like don't discount yourself. Like discount is, that's like a negative word to me. Discount, you're discounting yourself. And that just goes to like, you don't have enough confidence in yourself to be this number. And it's just a number. And that goes into like a way deeper conversation. It's just a number. And when you, like you say, you're comparing yourself to other entrepreneurs online who might've been doing this for years longer than you, you're comparing your beginning to somebody else's middle that can just set us up to a lot of disappointment and stagnant, like totally your business just gets stagnant. Totally. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I would say too, if that's the space that you're in, if that's how you're feeling, like you need to discount your pricing in order to get clients, I would say, don't do that work, go to work on your belief 
mm-hmm. in yourself. So really get clear on what your value is. If you don't understand what your value is at the price that you've already set, because that came from somewhere, right? Yeah. Even if you just pulled it out of the sky, <laughs> like I don't even really believe that that is true. I think that we all do, especially as coaches, like we really do tap into something. Um, So yeah, that number came from somewhere. So really go to work on believing it and proving to yourself, like give yourself all of the evidence that that is the number that works for everyone, that that's the number that gets your clients wins, that that's the number that gives you the opportunity to do more of what you're really here to do. And like focus on that. Do not slash your prices thinking that it's going to give you a leg up because it really probably won't. No, I probably won't. And then I always think, well, if you discount your prices and you don't get anything from that because you put out that vibe of despair, that's going to set you back even further. So don't set yourself up for failure. And like we said in the beginning, you created this business from a really inspired um, point. And so what are you going to do now that you kind of hear that burnout isn't forever. There is a way out of it. What are some ways people can step out of the burnout feeling? Yes. Love it. Um, Okay. So I have sort of three things, three steps that I walk people through. Um, And I think for the sake of like not going down a rabbit hole, probably keep it kind of simple, but (laughs) we can play around and see. Um, But really the first thing that you need to do. So if you recognize yourself in any of the things that I said earlier, like spinning in confusion, not wanting to do the things that have really brought you joy before, um, feeling like you're really comparing yourself to everyone else, um, any of those things, I would say very first thing you've got to do is create some space. And the, the reason is that you need to be objectively able to observe your situation and you need to actually calm down your nervous system because that's what we do. We, we get all, we get anxious. We start to worry. Um, <clears throat> we start to overwork, which, you know, like, like knocks our adrenals out of the park. There's so much stuff that goes along with it. And you need to actually calm your entire body down. Um, so first thing, create some space. So if you are, I think for most people, if you're not experiencing that intense burnout and paralysis, um, it's some kind of self-care. So we're coaches. We know how to take care of ourselves. We know the things that make us feel good. And I would say start trying those things on. So step away into a moment where you can reconnect with yourself and really like process feelings um, and experience that. So don't do something that's distracting. <laughs> don't go, don't go to a movie or don't lay on the couch. Um, I mean, I, I do love naps. <laughs> I'm a big fan <laughs> of naps, but the thing is, is that I, I really think distracting ourselves is actually something that perpetuates this problem. So we need to create some space. Um, then it's time to really appraise your situation. And that is, I like to say, appraise your life. So often what we don't really realize is that the way we do anything is the way that we do everything. And if we really start to lay all the cards on the table and look at how we've been showing up lately in our lives, um, we'll begin to find some parallels in how we're thinking and how we're treating ourselves and you know what we're saying to ourselves um, and how we will maybe 
start a project and leave it or like start the dishes and then leave them <laughs> and, like, and just things that go on in our world. And so to really, like I said before, in step one, we're trying to create some objectivity so that then we can just observe and see these things and be like, ah, okay, that's, that's kind of what's happening here. Um, and one of my, the, one of the things that I like to call it is loofa your brain. So really like write down all of the thoughts that you're having about all of the circumstances in your life. Um, and so when I do this with clients, we're actually walking through these distinct areas of their life and their business and their relationships and, um, and their self care and just like looking at all of it, because it really is very important to see how much stuff is actually coming up and how it's all interconnected. Um, and then to recognize that it's all optional. This, all the things that we're choosing to think and believe, all the actions that we're choosing to take, it's 100% optional, which I think a lot of people have a, a ton of resistance to. They're like, oh, but no, I need to, I need to feed my kids. <laughs> and like, you're still choosing to, but let's just see that it's a choice. And then we really, then you're liberated to decide what we want to do next. Um, so that's step two, kind of appraise your life, objectively kind of look at everything and just recognize what's what's happening here and then step three is what i like to call ditch double down and expand so we're coming to the decision of what we want to ditch which to me is always going to be the thoughts and the actions that are not serving us and to kind of make a choice in that moment that you are saying goodbye to anything that is not giving you the feeling that you want to have in your life um and that is, uh, that's easier said here than done. But like I said, I don't want to go totally down a rabbit hole, but to really like honor the fact that you're here for a specific reason, that you have this opportunity with your life to do something amazing. And that anything that doesn't help you do that is actually not serving you or the world at all. And so let's just let that go. Let's just set it aside. Mm -hmm. Um, and then to double down. So double down on the beliefs that do create the feelings that you want to have and the actions that are driven by uh, inspiration, the actions that are driven by that intentional feeling. Um, like what we often think. So when we work ourselves into burnout, we are usually looking for some version of success that we've identified a dollar amount um, a certain number of clients, but what we're really always chasing is a feeling. We're always looking like we want to feel stable or we want to feel free or we want to feel successful. Like that's just a feeling. So when we're in this space where we're really trying to restructure things, we want to be clear on what that feeling is that we're trying to create. And then that is like, that's the North star. That's what we're looking for. Not the result, not the outcome. It's the feeling. And so mm -hmm. once you have that, you can really look at, well, what am I believing and what am I doing that makes me feel this way? Or that is cutting me off from feeling this way. And so that's where we can ditch and double down. And then the third part of this is expand. And I think this is an area 
I know I said earlier that, you know, to me, one of the saddest things about getting burnt out is that we develop this fear then of playing big, of, of doing the things that are compelling to us because we don't ever want to burn out again, or we don't want to put ourselves in a situation where we're exhausted all the time or that we doubt ourselves. Um, and so it's really important as you're starting to kind of rebuild and, and maybe heal from this experience of burning out is that you are looking forward. You're expanding something in your life. And so I say to my clients, like, we want you to commit to growing in some new way. So this is the point where, you know, maybe you want to take a class or start a hobby or start to build new habits or something that does feel expansive, but we're doing it in this really gentle um, way so that we are, that it's fueled by inspiration. It's not, you're not jumping right back into saying like, okay, I'm ready to achieve again. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's really gentle and it feels really good to you. And we have to make self-care non-negotiable. That for me is just always, always the thing. It's non-negotiable. And many of us don't really realize how non-negotiable it is until we experience burnout. That was gold, Lindsay. That was so good. I agree 100% with every word you said. <laughs> I wish we could talk for hours about it because it's so, it's such an important topic. Every single step, so important. And I think the main thing to take away from all of that was go for your feelings. Like go do what you want to feel, not these 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 goals that we set. How do you want to feel? And then work backwards. And then the self care is the other big one. It, it's like you said, non negotiable. Absolutely. Okay, Lindsay. So if people are like, yeah, I need to learn how to know more about this girl, and <laughs> because she's amazing. And how can I? How can people find you and learn more how to get out of this feeling or even prevent it? Ah, yes. Thank you so much, Lindsay. That was so super fun. Um, Yeah. So I would love for people to come and connect with me online. Um, I have been playing on Facebook again lately. I've been an Instagram girl for a long time, Um, (laughs) but but Instagram and Facebook, it's I'm at Lindsay Brownson. It's L-I-N-S-I, funny spelling. Uh, But yeah, come and hang out with me on Instagram because I love having or either. (laughs) I love having conversations like this. I am always talking about this. And then my favorite thing is my podcast, Spark and Victory. And I interview other entrepreneurs. We talk quite a lot about their experiences, their stories of um, pivotal moments in their career, um, times when they had to make really tough choices and what that looked like and how it benefited their business. There's so much goodness in having conversations like this. This is my favorite thing to do. So come and check out the podcast. Yes, we will put all of Lindsay's links in the show notes because I'm looking at her Facebook page now. I have her Instagram up and there's so much stuff for everyone to dig into. So thank you so much for being here with me this morning, Lindsay. I so appreciate you. And I think that we're going to help a lot of people recognize that they don't deserve to feel burned out and there is a way out. Totally. I love it. So well said, Lindsay. Thank you.
Want 10 ways for you to start booking your dream clients? I created this workbook for you because I wanted to share my best tips on how I book mine. You're not going to believe how easy these are and I know you'll be able to take my tips and put them into action ASAP so you can start working with your dream clients. To grab the workbook for free, all you have to do is go to lindsaymaloney.com podcast. Hey coaches, are you a member of the Book Your Dream Clients community yet? Because you should be. Just go to dreamclientcommunity.com to request free access. We do fun things like website audits, challenges, and we even have a book club. Join the free Dream Client community now and we'll see you there. Thank you so much for listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. If you want to find out more information, how you can work with me, just head on over to my website, lindsaymaloney.com. You will be able to see how you can work with me privately or in a group setting. I'm all about helping you start and scale your coaching business. So I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a rating and review. And if you want bonus points, take a screenshot of a review and tag me on your Instagram story. I'd love to see it and share it with my audience. And plus, you don't want to miss another episode.